Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Today on The Brett Allen Show, we are talking to musician, storyteller, artist, Mason Douglas. He has new music out, I Miss America, which is a great song and a fun play on words. This is really cool and I think super important, especially for a time right now for our country where everything is just seems so completely out of whack. Like literally, I'm not talking about necessarily what one side politically a person might land or another, but really just, I think there's a lot of division. And I think this song really takes us back to a place. It kind of reminds me of a Lee Greenwood type of thing. Maybe I, but in a positive way, it's great music. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you hanging out today. Oh, Brett, thank you for having me on. This is a pleasure to be here. You've had such a long list of uh, so many awesome guests that uh, I'm glad you came down to my level here for a few minutes. Oh, geez. No, I think I love talking to amazing people in general, and especially those who are creative and have a story to tell. So let's talk about this. I know you've probably been asked a million times as far as like what inspired you and why did you write it? But I do want to ask in a different way, hopefully, if there is like one message that you hope for people to grab onto when they listen, what would that message be? Because I feel like, as I said at the beginning, it's it's something I feel like that's important for us right now. And it it really fits the time that we're in as a country and just as a people. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a there's one message in the song itself. There's two messages trying to bring bring out to everybody. One is in the lyric itself that says she's something worth saving. And that's America. She's about where she's starting to crumble a little bit. And we all sense it. We all feel it. And we all need to figure our stuff out super fast. So she's worth saving. We need to figure out how to do it. The second underlying message is more the the tag um, of uh, um, of the song itself, which is less fighting, more uniting. Yeah, that's how we save. Said so, so. Well, how are we going to save her? Well, we need to stop fighting, stop bickering, stop all the infighting within our own country, our domestic infighting, worry about the bigger picture outside of the, our borders and uh, and start uniting, figure stuff out and get rid of the petty stuff. Start talking conversations, uh, less name calling, less of just all that childish crap that that we're all putting up with and uh so yeah. <laughs> for me i'm a songwriter i'm a musician comes out in music comes out uh that's how i bring the message out i can't sit on a pulpit and say i'm a politician here's what i think i'm usually not that that way but when it comes to music and we have an idea like this and it needs to be said and a way we can say it where it's not leaning towards either side it's not right it's not heavy left or anything it's saying no matter what side you're on we all need to talk as americans as family members of this country to uh to get things back on track yeah, we just had Victoria Jackson on, who you sh- you share a publicist, and we talked about the same things. Really, where even like in the in the realm of satire, even there's a lot of anger and just a lot of it's just crazy. Like the time that we're in, 
So when you're writing a song like this and you are wanting to share messages, I think your job that you do is interesting because you write music, you sit down you put out lyrics and you have a message that you want people to get. But when you're working on a song like this in particular, like where do you even start? Where does the germ of the idea begin? Because there's a lot being said in the song, but I feel like maybe when you're writing music, you have to sort of edit yourself a little bit and go, okay, you know, where do I start and where do I stop with this? Cause it's a great song. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoy it. And I hope everybody yeah. at least loves the song and, and gets the message, even if, uh, yeah, share it, love it, hate it, comment, whatever you can on it. Um, so for me, I'm always collecting titles as a, okay. as a probably, you know, comedians, they collect punchlines and they build the song backward from there. Uh, for us songwriters, a lot of times we, we take the title, we take the idea. And I always had Miss America, the play on words kind of hanging out in my back pocket there. I was hanging out with um, with Clarence J and he he wrote Friday for Rebecca Black and Billion Spins and Worldwide Domination on, on that song for a while, virality and all over all over the place. And so we were sitting there in the studio uh, just talking about talking about the world we live in, raising kids in this world, yeah. uh, being dads in this world, being, I'm an ex, uh, I'm a military brat. I think you're Air Force, right? You're yeah, retired Air Force. I did four years, long enough to pay for college, but, and I am a yeah. dad too. So, I mean, there's those right, two. So I'm an Air Force brat uh, myself. So I know that lifestyle and I know those ideals. And we were just talking about, man, what we miss all that stuff. We miss a lot of the stuff we grew up in. And uh, so I was like, hey, well, I got this title called Miss America, oddly enough. And we threw it down and into some music. uh, And then it was simply what are the stuff we missed? We missed being perceived like John John Wayne and James Dean. We miss being the being the pride, being the envy of the rest of the world. And now we're kind of getting laughed at here and there. And uh, that's that's what we're trying to uh, trying to bring out is, hey, guys, things are changing a little bit. Let's uh, let's uh, start getting together and, and working towards a better way. Yeah, I think that's true. And again, I typically don't get super political in my conversations, but I do feel like to a degree it's it's an important conversation to have because I think, you know, attitude reflects leadership, as they say, as a military saying for sure. And I remember the time I'm 49, the the era and the time that I grew up in, things are so different. And I have a son who's nine years old and he's growing up in a world that is so different than anything I was ever familiar with. And so I want to be able to instill those ideas for him as well, if that makes sense. And then, of course, you know, obviously you having parents that were in the military, you saw certain things. Does that the way you were brought up affect your songwriting? Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. I came to Nashville to be a country songwriter and to to dive into that world. Uh, I didn't realize that all the country stuff was going to be written by guys who grew up in the country, like Alabama and Texas. For yeah. <laughs> me, all my success with music has been through patriotic songs. Yeah. And that's where my authenticity comes through. I had uh, John Schneider record Buy You a Beer. I had Lost Trailers make a top 40 hit out of a song called American Beauty. I had yeah. Kid Rock with the number one called We the People. So everything that's coming on every, that I'm proud of that, that, made some waves that that got out there to the mainstream has been with the political tinge to it. I had no intention of doing that, but I think that's where I just, it's kind of what I know. It's what what was in my blood growing up and it comes out in an authentic way. And uh, so I'm just, I'm not going to run from it at all. I'm just going to keep on, uh, keep on putting out there, waving the flag and waving my arms too. I know as you're talking, it reminds me 
I'm obviously I'm sure you're familiar with Branson, Missouri and things like that. We grew up going there and I remember seeing these country music shows and there was always a part in that show, whether it was the Foggy River Boys or the Oak Ridge Boys, whatever. There was always like a five to ten minute patriotic montage of songs. And and growing up listening to Lee Greenwood, who we had the privilege of speaking to a few years ago before the right when the pandemic hit and a couple others here and there, Winona Judd. I think it's just, it's important. And that's what makes good music, good music, right? Like if there is some sort of message, when you write a song like this, it goes out for public consumption. People have good things, bad things to say, but as a creative in general, I'm interested to know Mason, like how do you mitigate the feedback, whether it's good or bad, like as an artist and not allowing that to sway you to maybe change or edit something that you might be working on? Yeah, editing is interesting. Sometimes we know that there's a line that you can't cross. And so we said, let's stay away from there because yeah. it's going to be <laughs> absolutely a crap show if you do that. Uh, other times we're like, you know what? Let's go ahead and aim at it. What, let's say, go, let's toe that line just a little bit, see what happens. Um, so that's always kind of, um, it, in those cases, sometimes you write the crazy line, the controversial line, but you also have a safety line after you get a little bit of feedback from people. Once you release the song though, then it's, uh, um, yeah, it's kind of, Kind of like, well, here we go. Throw it to the wolves and, and see what happens. I personally don't read a whole lot of comments. I know what I'm putting out there. I know why. I don't yeah. need to go fight with anybody. Uh, luckily, I have people who believe in the same thing I believe in. I don't have people, but I know there are people out there who right. go see these comments and they they battle back and they go in and teeth bared and say what they need to say. So I'm going to let them do do all that. Right, yeah, I'm it's like let the fans, the points the yeah, let the fans do it for you. And you don't have exactly. to get, that's funny because I think, some of the people that you mentioned, they will do that for their the artists that they admire. And and that way you don't have to get involved in the minutia or get in the weeds uh, with all the and nonsense. You know, people I'd be arguing against, they're, there's, uh, there's so few of them and they're just kind of sitting in their basements ready to pounce on anything that they can remotely. Keyboard warriors, yeah. By. So, uh, um yeah, so I, I don't worry too much about them. Once in a while, there's one that uh, I'm like, okay, that's a little too close to home, and I have to uh, defend my honor. But it's extremely rare, and I just uh, just let it go, roll off the back. Well, let's talk about your journey to Nashville, because you came out there with these ideas that you mentioned early on, things that you wanted to do. Nashville now has become just as competitive, from what I hear, like any other place, New York, LA. It's You could literally walk down the street and walk into a country bar and a music place and hear music that would be on top 10 country or wherever radio period. But when you got out there and you got your start, at what point or have you gotten to a point where you feel like you've found your niche, obviously with the patriotic music and, and that sort of thing, we, you mentioned that, but I'm interested to know, like, have you ever, or did you ever feel like you got to a place where you're like, okay, this is where I fit in, or are you still as an artist and creative finding that space out for yourself? Yeah, well, music is constantly changing, so I'm always adapting. And it's tough to say you really found your niche because once you do that, then you're truly stuck there. I always revert back to Madonna. She was the queen of reinvention, and she was able to just do decades worth and decades worth of, uh, of material each time she's coming out with something new. Uh, so you have to adapt as a, as a writer. Um, and yeah, so I came out 20 years ago after, after college, went to the university of Arizona and came out to Nashville, right in what we called the dead zone. It was post Garth 
pre-Taylor. And so if you look back oh, to gosh, that, what a time nothing going on. Yeah. So, uh, so I ended up doing a rock band. I did like a train counting crows style rock band for a few years. And, um, eventually, uh, had a, had a blast doing that, learned a lot about stage and, you know, diving into audiences and did some tour and made some albums and then, uh, landed, um, uh, a record deal on a little tiny indie underneath the Warner brothers un- umbrella. And my mom was able to go to the record store in Tucson and pull the album off the shelf, which is super cool. Never made any waves, never got the cover of Rolling Stone, but that's all right. Cause mom was able to pull it right off the shelf there. And that was the super proud moment for me. And, uh, eventually that just landed in that rolled into writing songs professionally. And I've been able to just, uh, luckily I, I kind of, oddly enough, before, before I Miss America project came along, I had been a little bit dormant on the artist side I'd done the artist thing. I'd toured, I'd, I'd uh, pushed for radio and, and done all that fun stuff back a, a while ago. I've been doing studio stuff now for years and years and years and just writing songs with artists and producing them behind the curtain. And, um, and then this, uh, I miss America kind of caught some ears who wanted to, to get it out there to the world. And, and they said, this is an important message. We need to get this out. Do you want to be the voice? I said, I wrote it. Why the hell not? Let's, uh, let's, uh, check it out and see what happens. And so it's been a very, pretty crazy journey just to get back into the, uh, the artist, the artistic, uh, swing of things and, and get my voice back out there in this way. Well, I love it. Well, obviously the, Awards behind you speak for themselves. Uh, you've done something right. One last question. Obviously, you've been in the industry for a while. You went out 20 years ago in a time gap that was very interesting and specific for music. But now artists go to Nashville. They go to different places every day to get their start. Do you often get solicited for advice for anybody looking to start out in the industry? Uh, and if not, if you did have advice, in any kind of creative space, what would your advice be? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I you can I do consultations on the side, oddly enough, uh, as a as a veteran, I guess a veteran a veteran veteran of Nashville, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, so you can go to masondouglasmusic.com to check that out. But uh, it's yeah, first thing if you're gonna be if you want to be a songwriter, then you have to go to Nashville. Yeah. It's going to be very, very tough to do it outside of town. You can, if you're an artist, stay in your town and become a giant fish in that pool, become the biggest thing there, learn everything you can. And then you'll know when it's time to start touring or when it's time to come to Nashville. But if you're going to be a songwriter, you got to get to Nashville. No question. Get here, hang out with the big boys. This is the university of the, of the songwriting world. So come here and get your degree. Um, but yeah, also, I don't, don't want to just tout MasonDouglasMusic.com, but uh, go to imissamerica.com. That's where the website, that's the website for the video. Also, there's a newsletter on there for military stories, inspirational stories about America communities. Um, there's a little bit of merch there. You can, if you do the merch, we're giving proceeds, uh, certain proceeds to the uh, Combat Control Foundation. So that's going to a good cause for, uh, again, military special ops, which I just became aware of, I'm a military brat and I was just talking to um, F4, <clears throat> excuse me, F4 fighter pilot just three days ago saying, tell me about the combat control. He goes, those guys are the badasses of the badasses. And yeah. I don't know much about them, even though he's, again, he had special, all sorts of clearances, but he's like, I don't know. They're so top secret that I don't, don't know much about them. And I was like, wow, that, that's pretty cool. But um, they have their own foundation. So we're, uh, we're throwing some, um, some of that merch, uh, uh, merch proceeds their way. We want to make sure we're helping them and uh, much more to come, but we want to make sure that happens on imissamerica.com. So we want everybody to go there, see the video, share it, comment, and uh, contribute if you can and get on the newsletter for sure, at the very least. 
Yes, and the song is available everywhere to stream, which is great. Yeah, stream it, Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube, comment, share, hit back at any of the bad commenters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or leave your own, if you don't like it, hey, that's fine too. Comment and tell us what you don't like. I love it. Well, Mason, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and congratulations on the music and all your success. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, man. A pleasure to be on here and and, uh, really an honor. So I appreciate it and uh, love to come back anytime, uh, anytime you'll have me. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.